Well, one thing uh, that will help a lot is when I get the cameras. Uh-huh. Then I could put a Bluetooth in your ear and direct you via the camera. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty fucking hot, huh? It's hot. <laughs> Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. On today's podcast, we are going to talk about kinky people, and we are also going to talk about the election. No, we're not. We're not <laughs> going to talk. Uh, here, here in the United States, we just had a small election. <laughs> yeah. Thank golly, it's over. And um, But we are going to answer a question of the day about the election. We are. So that'll be neat. So hi. Hi. It's uh, Friday. We're a day late getting the podcast up. We are a day late, but we are sitting here drinking our coffee. So go figure. Yep, we have been out exercising and, you know. You know that little journal that you put on your uh, your profile that keeps track of your uh those under your collar yes and other beasties <laughs> so and other beasties and yourself mm-hmm. we're all keeping track of our exercise and it seems to really be helping i i like to go on there and put that i've accomplished however many miles today walking or stuff like that it's kind of like a little support group good for those that have no clue what don's talking about on the old fet life i have something called the master slave exercise journal yes i like it <laughs> so um um, do you remember, remember Trouble 42? No. Uh, so on today's podcast, we were going to have... So we do actually... We have an ep- a interview with someone named Needs to be Punished. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of a general, let's talk to you about how you got started and stuff. Right. And then we realized that there's a podcast called uh, People of Kink, that the crazy heart who runs that podcast does a much better job of it than we do. So mm-hmm. we're not, So we'll play this one, and then from there on, we'll tell people, go listen to People of Kink if you want to learn about kinky people. Yes. The exception being, today's podcast will be about kinky people. <laughs> so um, in this particular, and, and by the way, on a side note, so Don, you and I spent an hour talking to Crazy Heart on his podcast, and it's really interesting if you want to find out more about Dan and Don from a different perspective than we share on the podcast, because he had a different angle, different types of questions. And it was neat to be answering uh, someone else's questions for a change. Uh, it, and it, actually, I'm, I'm very happy with the way he came out, and he's a very gracious host. So you mm-hmm. should be over. Uh, you should stop listening to this podcast right now. Well, no. <laughs> not right now. After, Maybe after you're done listening to this podcast, you should go check out People of Kink. I had a really good time with that interview. So I was a little worried because I never know what you know questions people are going to ask. But uh, you know, we went through the title run. We were asked some of the the toughest questions. Then, though, Crazy Heart did come up with a few that we have not been asked before. So that was kind of neat. And like you said, it was about an hour of just sitting back, chilling, and reflecting, and answering some really good questions. And so I will put show notes into uh, the. 
No, I will put a link in the show notes <laughs> to tell people where to go find that podcast if they want to go here. Because the 40 minutes a week that we already do is not enough for Dan, their Dan and Dawn addiction. They need to go get more. That would be people like uh, Zen Fox from Columbus, Amy of Ohio, Sir Stefan in Sweet and Magic, uh, apparently of north, north of, of Seattle. Seattle. Oh, north mm-hmm. of Seattle. Okay, that's what that mm-hmm. is. And Luis Diaz from New Mexico, as well as the Canadian Andy. The stalker. The Canadian stalker. Wait a minute, I'm not supposed to use that word. Oh, <laughs> the uh, fan. The fan, yes. yes. So. The not creepy at all following us around on our newsletter fan. Yes. Uh, although I will say, Zen Fox, you're here in Columbus, so why aren't we having a cup of coffee together? Amy, you're in Ohio. We'll probably run into you at some point. If and we haven't already. We'll sign your boobies. Ooh, <laughs> I <something>. like that. <laughs> so let me come back to my original question. You do absolutely remember Trouble 42. And maybe do I don't. I? Oh, maybe it's Trouble 82. I don't know which Trouble it. I know a couple. I know Trouble 741. Maybe that's what <laughs> I mean, the person when we were young puppies just getting involved in the lifestyle. So was she. And I yeah. think maybe she was, she was, she's a leather title holder. Yeah, seven. Yeah, I think that's 741. Okay, well, so we'll say I it's, think, I don't it's, know. It's a number, and it's a random number. <laughs> and either way, I don't think she's particularly active in the lifestyle anymore. But um, so, do you remember any stories of trouble? Mm-hmm. Such as? Such as, um, oh, see, now I don't know if I'm going to out her or not because of what I'm remembering is from play parties. Well, you don't want to out her. But... <laughs> I mean, she's outed, but I don't want to, like, give away details of scenes. Are you going to tell a good story <laughs> or not? So, okay. The, well, like I said, it's, 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 a, it's a scene. So the one of her being spanked and then you were asked to join in and you had the whippy toy. Uh-huh. So everything had been thuddy, thuddy, thuddy. And then you got her with the whippy toy and when the foot went up, Another master told you, that's her signal. Yeah. <laughs> we forgot to tell you, that's her signal of, <laughs> whoa, what? <laughs> yeah. Slow down. <laughs> um, back when I was a young pup in the BDSM. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, very, that was kind of an interesting experience. And, and it, it was a neat experience to have, you know, that was one of the, the failure experiences, so to speak, <laughs> or one, you know, where I didn't do it right. Mm-hmm. It's a good learning experience. And, and we're very fortunate we had people around us to help us with that. And she's the one that the kids... Our kids thought that she was a horse owner. Yes. Because they had walked around her apartment and then found a dressage whip. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's something you use with horses. So they're like, they're like oh, she where, owns horses. Or does like, she keep her a horse in this yes, apartment? exactly. And it's like, oh, um, <laughs> let's go put those away. <laughs> so if you haven't figured it out yet and you haven't given up on this, the theme for the podcast today, not only do we have a question of the day... Um, uh, and we have an interview with a kinky person, and then we're just going to tell you little stories along the way uh, about some of the kinky people that we've met. Ooh. Maybe people that you've met. Maybe people that are listening to the podcast now. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, I do want to mention very quickly, though, because it's right around the corner. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality Central, Ohio's kinky fun group. Sorry, a little technology problem there. AIS's Seasons Beatings Party is coming up fast, December 15th, 2012. $20 at the door, bring your photo ID, 8 p.m. to 2 a.m., Princeton Club, second floor, VIP room. Find out more at adventuresandsexuality.org. And really, I don't know why we're promoting... Well, we're promoting that because we're slow. Because Mm -hmm. really, tonight, we're going to the AIS... They used to call it the perversion diversion. Now it's just the meet and greet. Oh, is it the eight ball one? Mm-hmm. Oh, we may not go to that one. That was not that kinky. 
No, it's not kinky at all. It's all vanilla. But they play pool and have a really good time. We do have a good time. There's usually about 40, 45 people, yeah. and you get to mill about. and Yeah, it's <laughs> a lot of fun. But you, uh, hmm. season's beatings. You're like, it's coming up. And I'm like, no, Christmas isn't coming up. Yes, it is. Yes, I was just flipping is. through truck station, uh, radio stations in the truck last night and came across two stations playing 24 hours of Christmas music. Fantastic. It's not close... <laughs> It's uh, a month or two of that will make you in the Christmas spirit, I'm sure. What do you want for Christmas, by the way? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not good at coming up with what I want for Christmas. Yes, you are. You know in what? January. In January, I know. After the event is usually when it's like, oh, I know what I want. But uh, right now, I'm just concentrating on like exercise stuff. I just joined the gym, and you know, I could use a new pair of nice, expensive tennis shoes again. I'm sure, worn mine sure. out. <laughs> Um, so, trip. do you remember any stories about J&M? <laughs> yes, I do, actually. I know you do. I'm sure so, you do. J&M, they're the ones that um, we kind of tagged along with at the beginning. And they had a little bit more experience than we did. And they had this little uh, little dungeon set up in a spare bedroom. <gasps> do you remember they had the fuck pit? It was the closet oh, yeah. right off of the, the little bedroom dungeon, right. little spare bedroom dungeon, and they had a walk-in closet. And what they did was they threw a mattress in the bottom of that closet, and it was called the fuck pit. And we never got to use it, but uh, I did get to uh, lay down on the, the cage uh-huh. that had the massage bed top, and they did little daisies with clothespins. I remember that. Around my nipples, and oh my God, that was so hot. The, the thing that I remember <laughs> from uh, the My Jane M story is same, same time, right? After they did the clothespin things, mm-hmm. uh, we had the discussion with them where they said, and I don't remember how it got there, but they said, oh no, we're monogamous. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, no, you just put a clothespin daisy on my wife's <laughs> breasts. How can you be monogamous? And they said, no, no, we're still monogamous. And I started to open up to the idea that. Um, that her that them putting clothespin daisies does not is not foreplay for me to stick my dick in M. Right. Which I was I'm glad they got that straight. Yes. <laughs> Prior to that going any further. So you know the other things I remember about J and M was um, teaching us about pony play. Because we really yeah. didn't understand the power exchange dynamic with that. And uh, to me it was just role play and I wasn't really into role play. I was into living Right. power exchange and uh you know and they were as well but i just didn't get the whole pony thing and you didn't either until you got the rider uh-huh absolutely and yeah so we we had better get into our question of the day before people start tuning us out as i'm because sure we're talking about other people <laughs> yeah because i'm sure this is just about as interesting as when you went go over to a friend's house who just came back from vacation and they say let me show you the slides, slides. <laughs> um the question of the day is don can a master tell a slave how to vote <laughs> and here we're talking about master-slave from a power exchange dynamic, not from a role play or a topping and bottoming perspective, right. obviously. Right. And, you know, actually, I've been thinking about that on some of my walks lately, you know, leading up to the um, election, because, uh, you know, I know somebody. <laughs> okay. I don't want to get... Uh, mm, I don't know. I don't want to get really political about this or, or really state my opinions or anything like that because this was, seemed to be kind of a little nasty election. This, mm-hmm. this one seemed mm-hmm. to be a little, a little weird. And I know one, she's in a power exchange relationship and she told the guy that's in the ex- power exchange relationship with her that if he votes for Romney, he gets no vagina. 
Yes. That if he voted against her vagina, he would get no vagina. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, okay. Now, so, but, the, but the, the thing you didn't mention about that is that she is the the lowercase type, the slave yes. in the relationship. Yes. So that kind of made, you know, at first I thought it was kind of funny. And then I was like, wow, she's really got to be serious about that. If she's the slave and she's saying that right. she's willing to, to me, that's like stating I'm willing to walk away from this relationship. My political views are so, you know, uh, I was going to say extreme, but so, so heavy. So, mm-hmm. so uh, important to her. So the question is, can you tell your slave how to vote? Somebody had posted this on the Master Slave Forum out there in uh, FetLife, and I'm not a big Master Slave Forum or any other forum fan on FetLife, as mm-hmm. you get a bunch of crap. But there was 41 responses to it, and, and most of them are along the lines of, of course, I must obey all of my master's orders. Right, right. To, you know, who the fuck do you, does he think he or she is? I'm, mm-hmm. They can't tell me what to do. It's basic human rights. Uh, one person said, uh, this, this one was kind of interesting though. They said that, um, uh, they're, and they use the term trainer instructed me to read books and become more aware of the views, um, have discussions about it and then oh, vote out the fuck they want. I like that. So the, the order there was not, here's how you're going to vote. It's. Go get educated. Right. See, I like that. And, you know, and as I was walking, like I said, you know, I, I walk a lot now, so I have a lot of time to think. And, and I was wondering, you know, what if you gave me the order to vote a certain way and I really did not want to vote that way? What would I do? And it, it's like, I don't ever see you doing that with me. You would take the educational approach, uh-huh. you know, become educated and make an educated choice. But um, in reality... When we go to do that vote, it's a private place. You know, you're, I could say, yes, I would vote your way because you told me to. And because I don't like to lie, I don't know that I would do this. But once you're at that voting booth, you can vote however you want to. And no one else is supposed to know. I mean, that's kind of... It's kind of, like I said, I don't recommend lying or anything right. like that. But in reality, that's where you're at. You get to make that decision once your finger's on that screen or the little pokey things in your hand. I don't know if anybody does that anymore. But now, as a slave, would I vote how you told me to? I don't think I could. That is such a human right that, that so many people have fought for that if I felt really, really strongly about a candidate... I don't think I could follow that order. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have, you know, said, "Well, what is, is, it, is it legal to do that?" I mean, part of it is <clears throat> choose your master with care. Absolutely. And would you end up? Uh, hopefully, you don't end up. And I, clearly, that people do, but hopefully, not too many people end up with masters or slaves relationships that your political views are so out of sync that you would vote. You would think to vote differently anyway. Right. I mean the. The, the reality is, if I told, if I, I as a master, so here's just for me, I as mm-hmm. a master, I have no desire to, um, ex, you know, to push that authority on a slave or my multiple people that are under my control of some sort mm-hmm. to vote one way or the other. But <clears throat> part of it is because I'm a cynic. Right. You know, I mean, when we talk about the presidential election, do you, are you going to vote for Tweedledee or Tweedledub? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, which president to are you going to vote for to represent Exxon? 
You know, is my yeah. viewpoint. Now, <laughs> in this particular election, there are some very clear differences mm-hmm. about uh, reproductive rights, women's rights, etc., uh, that do impact me. Um, you know, will one candidate make it just be a little more slightly likely to make it less legal mm-hmm. for BDSM parties to show up? You know, yeah, I think that's the case. But you get beyond all that. That's how I make my decision. Right. I, if I were to, and if, you know, I have never had the desire to tell a slave how to vote. Mm-hmm. If I did have a desire to tell a slave to vote, if I said, slave, I want to go vote for candidate X. Mm-hmm. And when you came back from voting, I would say, slave, did you vote for candidate X? And you said, no, sir, I had to vote for candidate Y. Then I would punish you. Right. And we'd move on. Right. It's just not a big fucking deal. I'm not, wasn't, I'm not going to get into an argument about it. I'm not going to get into a fight about it. Uh, just like any other order I give you. Mm-hmm. If I say, slave, go to the grocery store and buy me bananas. And you get to the grocery store and your conscience says, you know what, I can, I'm just buying apples. Because I just I don't like bananas for whatever fucking reason. <laughs> I'm anti-banana. Yeah. <clears throat> and you came back and you said, sir, I made a conscious decision to disobey you. Then I would say, okay, well, I'm making a... Then you also made a conscious decision to be punished. Right. You'd be punished, and we would move on. Mm-hmm. Now, it's as simple as that for me. Now, the reality is I've never had the desire to tell anyone how to vote or even to go vote because mm-hmm. I just don't know. And I guess because I've picked slaves that are conscious <laughs> enough, you know, that are in, in alignment with my own beliefs and personalities. Interestingly, I know that the bat voted, and I know how she voted. Mm-hmm. She was a little voted, a little concerned that we didn't vote the way she did, which is quite insane. Of course, we vote the same way. Bat, don't be silly. <laughs> of course, we did. So we are kind of aligned that way. So, but you know what? We've also got communication. Um, um, people have heard this a lot at this point. We've got communication tools put in place too, to where if I I really didn't want to vote the way that you told me to vote, assuming that you gave me that. We could do porch time, and we could talk about it, and we could do stuff like that. And it's true, it's you know, true. Now, I don't have to be defiant or yeah. anything. But, but if you look at some of the 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 reason it's an issue at all, I think is if you look at some of the forums out there, it, politics is one of those things that people are fanatical about. Yes, you know, I I have no clue why. I had to watch all the commercials or get all the crap in my in my email or not email um, regular mailbox. mail actually. <laughs> I just don't. I I don't think. I think most people have already decided nothing anyone. I mean, I can't imagine. I know. I'll just tell you what. I voted for candidate X. Mm-hmm. And I just can't imagine anyone that can't, would tell me that would make me sway my decision to vote for candidate Y instead. Right. Not because I'm a fanatic, but because I've just, I've looked at things and I've said, okay, I've decided this way. Mm-hmm. Why do you have to, you know, because do you think I believe what you're putting on TV, guys? Do you think I believe those commercials? <laughs> I, it's fantastic to, to see how well the commercials are made and the, the, screen, the shot of someone's head to imply. And it's really interesting if you, you'll watch the candidates discuss things. Mm-hmm. If the one dis, you know, if one's disagreeing, they'll start nodding their head no. It's a, this body language sign saying, hey, look, I, I'm disagreeing with it. So right. blah, 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 blah. Why are we talking about this crap on the podcast? I don't know. Well, it's a, it's a, I, like I said, it was actually in my head, too, as I'm walking. So, obviously, if I'm thinking about it, there's got to be somebody else thinking about it, or I'm just weird. But, you know, again, in a power exchange relationship, can a master tell a slave how to vote? Well, yes. 
They can, obviously. And on these forums, there's slaves that are saying that, yes, they will vote the way their master tells them to. I'm lucky, like I, you know, like we said, in the respect that our values tend to line up anyway. And I don't know that, I don't think you would ever tell me how to vote. You would tell me to go get educated and make an educated choice. Uh-huh. So I like that. Well, good. All right. So that is the question of the day. Um, and I hope that podcast listeners oh (laughs) (laughs) what i i wish i was a little bit thinking forward a little bit more i bet that the yearly podcast award thing is going on right now (gasps) and we should be telling people to go vote for us oh you know what i'll look into that sir okay so tell your slaves to go vote for us (laughs) fuck that all that earlier stuff tell your (laughs) slaves to go vote for us um, Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Manor Gear. Manor Gear is owned by a lifestyle couple with over 20 years experience and sells handcrafted leather goods. They specialize in custom-made items and the repair and restoration of your leather goods. Slave tested and master approved. Find out more at manorgear.com. Awesome. So, And you know what? We've got a couple of other um, shout-outs to do. No, we so, don't. Yeah. Where? It's not on my list. Well, Will wrote us and yes. said that he actually likes your rants. You know what? I hate, do I hate motherfuckers that write us and tell us they like rants. <laughs> they should go off and... So there's your rant. He's going to be in you. a very vulnerable position tomorrow, isn't he? <laughs> I believe that is... Uh, what is that called when you out somebody's vulnerable position? Oh, uh, outing? <laughs> yes, we'll call it that. Breaking something. I don't know. I'm not going to say what it is. <laughs> Uh, so who else shall we tell a story about? Oh, I don't know, but I do want to say, Chip, (laughs) (laughs) please keep sending the tentacle pictures. Chip did reply with, uh, Dan's question about whether he was flirting with me or not. Uh Chip said, uh, yeah, (laughs) of course. So yeah, please keep sending pictures. So who else do we want to talk about? We could talk about Andy. Tell me, we could. <laughs> Do you know any Andy stories? Uh, no, I don't want to tell that story. I, I was, th- I, I imagine I have the same story in mind that you do. Uh, how about uh, tell me a story about JL? <gasps> oh, you're gonna make me cry. Um, JL, yes. So JL is someone that we've known for a very long time. Very leather. Uh, passed away last year. And um, I'm remembering the Scarlet Sanctuary and how, as a master, he didn't want to do the Scarlet uh-huh. Sanctuary, which is um, a sacred space. It's, it's a space that we do at some events, usually local. This one was in Dayton, and it was for the Sterling Shadow Club's 10th anniversary. So we set up a little space in their dungeon, and we give sacred touch. So it's a little different than, than most dungeon things. And um, he he didn't want to he wanted to try it but didn't want to try it because he saw how spacey people were when they came out of <laughs> the Scarlet Sanctuary and he was afraid it would put him into subspace. And what I was able to tell him is that it's not subspace; it's a transcendence sort of space. But it doesn't mean that it's a power exchange thing. It's mm-hmm. more of a spiritual thing. And um, he really liked that explanation, so gave it a try and let me give him sacred touch. And that was just amazing. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. That took a lot of trust. And like I said, I I have a lot of respect for him. And uh, that was a pretty neat experience. Yeah, yeah, that was a neat experience. Apparently the theme is uh, people that are no longer in our lives. Either because they've moved on or... They've moved on. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Really, yeah, so really interesting. 
always did respect JL and um, good guy. Yeah. Yes, let's not. Yes. So, okay. So what about B and L? B? Oh, good Lord. B and L. <laughs> you mean uh, and uh, L the Canadian? Yes. Okay. Good gosh. So way back in the beginning. <laughs> Most of these are way back in the beginning. Uh, one of the first power exchange couples we ever met was B and L. And um, they had nice Christmas parties. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, boy, I don't, I'm trying to come up with a good B&L story, though. Nothing's really quite... You got one? No. No, I'm remembering the hot tub. I'm remembering the basement dungeon. I'm remembering the parties and the hosting and the high protocol dinners they used to have at their house. Sure, and sure. They started a group with us. And, yeah, a lot of social stuff more than more than anything. So that was kind of neat. Yeah, you know, and that's neat that there is no, there's no, this one big single story, but there's a lot of neat little things. I will, although I will say, I actually, I, I correct myself and we'll go back to that very first party we ever went to. I took B and tied her up, pressed her into you and yeah. flogged you both. I think that was B. And the, yes, Could have I been have B. Some, no, it was B. Okay. And, um, that reminds me of watching. We watch, I had you tied up in their basement or uh-huh. something at some point, and we were watching a movie or something, and I kept walking away from you to watch the movie, and that did not go well. No, that didn't go well. Yeah. <laughs> so what about, who else was I just thinking of? Oh, E and E. Oh, good gosh. <laughs> um, Really interesting. Now, of course, back in uh, them, E&E, they ran the NLA, yeah. the group, the Columbus chapter of National Leather Alliance, National Leather Association, Association. NLA. Yeah. And uh, they actually, we introduced them to the concept of the munch, and they ran with that, having a munch. Mm-hmm. Now, the way I remember E&E is our first party, the first house party uh-huh. we ever went to, and... Um, we played the game on the way to the party. We were all nervous and it's like, oh my God, what if we run into somebody we know? Oh my God, who would be the funniest person to see here? And, you know, and we said our boss and my ex-husband and things like that. And we get to the party and I'm naked up on a web and, and, and you're flogging me when we hear somebody's voice and it's like, (gasps) somebody we know is here. And it happened to be one of the E's and, (laughs) and it was somebody we worked with. Uh Uh-huh. And I was terrified, and you played it off with humor and ran, well, jogged or, you know, walked fast into the front room where he was and pulled out your cell phone and said, we've got a work issue on blah, blah, blah. I'm here to take you to work. And, you know, so you kind of played it off that way, and that really diffused it all. And then we found out he was in charge of NLA. Yes. So very good friendship built from that. Uh Uh-huh. That was interesting. (laughs) We Um, talk about that on the People of Kink. We did talk about that. So, uh, again, um, hey, do you remember the time that we brought needs to be punished to our room, the interviewer? Yeah, we did. Well, we just did that last week. So we'll go ahead and get into that interview. I don't think we have any other business to talk about. Um, I don't think so, uh, unless people want to rate us on iTunes. (laughs) You know what? I'm not saying that one after this episode. Oh. (laughs) The slideshow episode. Um, Although, if you do have anything good, although you could write us at Dan and Dawn at Erotic Awakening and tell us how much you hated the show. You can uh-huh. use the Got Comment form on the webpage mm-hmm. to express your love <laughs> of, the, our inner, of Needs to be Punished. Or go on the Erotic Awakening group on FetLife, and that's two words. Not FetLife, but Erotic Awakening. <laughs> <laughs> 
Always, other ways to contact us as well as well, where we will be presenting past podcast episodes, links to the newsletter, and other stuff can be we found at Erotic Awakening. We got a new shipment of books coming in too. Oh, we do. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know why people would want this, but if they do, if Christmas is coming up, oh, there you go. And we'll have a new shipment of books coming in. So if you want an autographed copy, contact us and we'll see what we can do. Oh, I forgot. I told you. I have an idea too. Yeah, I'll tell you in a second. Okay. Here and uh, so let's go ahead and listen to our thank you, my fellow Americans, for voting for uh, needs to be punished to be interviewed <laughs> or something. So Dawn, here we are at Kinky College again. Yes. We um, are sitting here. We're back in our hotel room. Mm-hmm. We're being joined by. Uh, we have a couple people in the background as um, audience members. <laughs> audience members. Voyeurs, I think they're called. Yes. But we were just having a great conversation with one, somebody that we've seen at the last three events we've been to. Counting this one, yeah. Counting this so one, three in a row. GLLA and uh, Twisted Trust. Yep. Yep. And um, so we said, and we're having a great conversation. So we said, wait a minute, stop talking. Let's run up to our room and have wild sex. And she said, no, no. But we, she would, was willing to be interviewed for the podcast. So needs to be punished. Thank you for being on the show. And we have indeed seen you at the last three events we've been to. Yes. That's that nice. Yes, it is neat. You're getting around as much as we are. And we remember. Yes. Yay. Yes. Yes. So, so. yes. We meet a lot of people. So we were just starting to talk about how you realized that you were kinky. Now you've been, although we've seen you at the last three events, you haven't been doing this for a tremendously long time in the real time going to events thing. Correct. So, uh, and you're just starting to tell us how you realized that you were kinky. Mm-hmm. So tell us, tell us a little bit more about that. Well, I was six years old when I began having thoughts, and I didn't know what they were mm-hmm. until. I was 12, and a friend's brother told me, oh, that's BDSM. I'm like, oh my god, yes, that's me. <laughs> and from then on, I, I, I have not lost interest. Um, I started doing internet research um, when the internet first came out. Approximately. <laughs> when the internet first came out to me, I, I was about 14. Mm-hmm. Um, I started doing research on the internet and looking up all kinds of terms and finding glossaries and finding out this and finding out that. I learned about gore. I learned about what the terms BDSM, what the letters stood for and, mm-hmm. and everything. And it, it was fascinating and I just, I did not stop soaking it up. Uh, obviously, I'm here. I'm still not. <laughs> I haven't stopped soaking it up. Right. Um, and so between the ages of about 12 and 23, it was primarily internet. Um, and when I was old enough to join sites like bondage.com, um, I joined them. And Cyber sex was a great thing for a long time. <laughs> um, I would have um, basically one night cyber stands. One night cyber stands. Yes. I like that. <laughs> um, one night kinky BDSM cyber stands with folks I met on the internet. Um, and it was really, really, really fun. And for a while, 
yeah, it, it was an addiction for a while. Um, and I stopped for a while, and um, but it, and my my fantasies have always remained kinky my whole life since I've been fantasizing. And let's see, when I was 23, I was living in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I I was on the internet, and <laughs> I found out about a group local to Indianapolis um, called IMAS, mm-hmm. um, for Indianapolis Masters and Slaves, Submissives right. and Switches, and I found out about things called munches. And so I started going to munches, and I found out about play parties, and my whole world, you know, had always been on the internet up until then, and in my fantasies, so, you know, I, there's a real live community of people just like me, and that felt really, really, really cool. Mm, it's amazing, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it's really cool. So what was the, the impetus to go from your online research, you found a group, and to say, I'm going to move this out of the... Cyber world into and actually attend a real real time thing. Um, that's an interesting story too. Um, I was out in Colorado for a week visiting my sister, and while I was there, I was just like getting increasingly horny. Um, <laughs> had nothing to do with anyone I was there with. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that was just a horny time for me. Right. Not that most times aren't horny. <laughs> um, and the last, the penultimate day I was in, it was near Denver, um, the penultimate day I was there, I got my nipples pierced. Mm-hmm. And the next, that, that day I ex- actually got kicked out of her house by her family. And so the next day I had to drive back to Indianapolis. And it was shortly after then that I looked for local groups and I found IMAS and started going to munches and some of their business meetings and I formally joined IMAS and then I went to a play party which wasn't even an IMAS play party and I just got a it was a bit too intense for me. Yeah. Um, Why? <laughs> Why was it too intense? Well, I the only group I was aware of was IMAS. And um, in some groups, not not necessarily just that one, but it felt too much protocol for me, like the formal calling all the dominant sir or mistress or ma'am or whatever. And, um, and then I go to this play party and there's like heavy sadomasochistic scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was no sex. And for me, in my fantasies, BDSM was always involved with sex, too. Um, and I didn't really see anyone having orgasms <laughs> except for the couple who was do- doing oral sex. And that's just oral sex. Right. Just oral sex. <laughs> um, oral sex has its place. Yes. <laughs> Very much enjoyed. Yes. Um... And where was I? You had a intense. Yes, that was. Um, and and I, I actually 
left my winter coat there. It was in, it was a Halloween play party, mm -hmm. and it was like the last weekend, four years ago, this weekend approximately. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, interestingly enough, um, and so I went. I had to go back. It, it was like a forty-five minute drive away from me, or an hour and a half, or something like that. Some long drive. So I had to go back two weeks later to pick up my coat, and they, they, they fed me dinner, and we talked about them and their roles and their lifestyle, and um, it was very interesting. And then when I got back home, I was like, I don't want anything to do with BDSM ever again. Okay. I was, I, I guess I felt intimidated. That, that's not really the best word. More like, like scared. Mm -hmm. um, overwhelmed. Like, Overwhelmed Maybe. and more like off put. Mm. Um, like, this is too intense for me. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, but my fantasy has always remained kinky, which is interesting. <laughs> um, and then back in May of this year, I was something came over me and. Um, I started getting back on the internet and bondage.com and um, thinking, you know, maybe I wanna, I wanna do this again. <laughs> um, and I ended up in about a two-week period um, joining a bunch of different sites for mm -hmm. BDSM communities, um, and. I met a man on June 2nd, mm -hmm. and I actually met him online early in the morning, and then we met later in the day um, in person, and then six days later we went to Twisted Twist to Twisted and that's Twist where we together. first met you. Yes. Yeah. Right. So Twisted Twist was your first big event then? Yes. Nice. That's a good way to get started. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Kinky so would camping. You, yes, yep. kinky camping. So would would you end up thinking when you saw the play this time? Because some of that play was pretty intense as well. I think I mentally prepared myself for it, um, thinking, you know, you know, I already, I, I was actually prepared for more intensity, I think, than mm -hmm. what I actually saw. Mm -hmm. um, because there were a lot of people actually having sex at yes. this trip. Right, right. And that was really cool. It, it's really, and it's neat to think about the difference between something like um, a high protocol, uh, you, you know, party and Twisted Trist. Don and I, the very first BDSM scene we ever, or the first BDSM event we ever went to, said they were doing flesh hooks, which mm -hmm. is pretty extreme. And it's like, yes. holy cow, if that's the beginning of thing, then <laughs> so it certainly well, makes sense. And the second one we went to involved sounds. Yeah. So the first thing I saw was them dropping, you know, metal rods into some, some guy's penis. And yeah. it's like overwhelming. Yes. Where's the sex? Yeah. I saw some people getting the flesh hooks at Twisted Dress. Right. Right. Um, now you've seen you've had this neat experience of between Twisted Trist, which is an outdoor camping kinky based mm -hmm. event, GLLA, which is Great Lakes Leather Association, which is far more of a protocol driven indoors hotel leather event, mm -hmm. and now here we are at Kinky College, which is more of a kind of a middle ground between right. the two. It's a kinky event in leather a hotel people, with some leather, leather people. people. So do you do you have a feeling like 
one more your heart leans more towards one or the other or I like all the events I've been to I say my heart you mean like my heart leaning toward a particular event? Style of event? events, Style. right? So the, the protocol of GLA um, or the freedom of Twisted Tryst or the balance of Kinky College? I like the balance of Kinky College. Um, I I really love Twisted Tryst. I was going to say, she's going to go for Tryst because yeah. it's all really wild crazy. I, I love <laughs> Twisted Tryst. Um, I think I'm probably going to have to go with that one, actually, um, because... You know, sex is allowed in the dungeon, mm-hmm. and that's really cool. And people, all night long, everywhere you go, all day long, you can hear oh, having <laughs> orgasms. I'm like, cool. <laughs> and um, camping, love camping. Okay. Um, and it's just a heck of a lot of fun. All right. Now, with you, you came into this with a big, long list of things. I mean, you spent many years beforehand fantasizing about mm-hmm. it. How many of those fantasies have come? Have you had the opportunity to experience at this point? If you say all of them, I'm going to be totally jealous. And uh, never <laughs> play this podcast. <laughs> um, let me see. I don't know necessarily that I've lived out any of my fantasies. Okay. Most of my fantasies were like on other planets, like Gore. Okay. And so it's. Kind of not possible. Sure, sure. Um, except yeah. perhaps in role play. But, well, that's the whole point. <laughs> in, gen- in general, then, have you had the, uh, like, had, like the fantasy, oh, I wish somebody would tie me up and fuck me, and then have that? happened. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Yay. Yes. yes, I did get tied up and fucked. How many times? At least once. <laughs> okay, I mean that's, that's a good thing if you lost track. I think I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> so what do you what do you have in mind? I mean, at this point, you you've overcome the overwhelmed feeling, mm-hmm. right? So you've stepped into, and now you've done three events in five months. Five months, right. <laughs> which is great. What do you see yourself doing after this? I mean. Saying stuff. Bring out world peace. (laughs) (laughs) With a single tail, no. (laughs) Um, I'd be on the other side of that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I would like to continue going to events. Mm -hmm. And I would love to find the right man to have for the rest of my life. Mm. Um, Um. and a dominant man. I'm I'm still um, looking inside of myself because I'm still learning a lot. Um, I've learned a hell of a lot in the last five months and plus given my huge lifetime of learning, (laughs) um, I feel like I'm a bit more experienced than most people who are just five months into the real life scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's true. Um, no comment. I have an no opinion. comment. I mean, I, I don't yeah, know. I mean, just in <laughs> terms of knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more intellectually experienced, and I'm not saying maturity necessarily, but um, I definitely have more book knowledge, I think, than. Okay. But that um, could be of help. Yeah. But 
you, so what do you think? I mean, do you have any areas that you're like, um, I wonder if I'm a slave, or I wonder if I'm a submissive, or I wonder if I'm if I'm a switch just waiting to be born, or I'm wondering if I'm, you know, any areas where you see other people are exploring exploring something that wasn't something in your fantasy life that you say, wow, that woman's been running around in a cat suit all weekend. What would that be like? Um, well, I've always been considering myself sexually submissive, and mm-hmm. um, I've always been submissive to dominant men, even if it's just, like, sit down. I'm like, okay, because I get horny and I can't talk. Um, <laughs> um, I I like the idea of the, the woman as a sex slave. Um, for me, it just gets me off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... I'm still, um, I'm still exploring that side of myself. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm still exploring that side of myself. I really like the idea of being a sex slave. And, mm-hmm. um, um, I think most of us start out that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right to Daniel Dawn at yes. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we don't really have fantasies of doing the dishes. I mean, we right. have fantasies of service and, and oh. things like that, but it's like, but it's usually sexual. <laughs> Although, yeah, um, if I were, you know, by him, you know, commanded, you're going to do the dishes and you're going to do them right, right now, or if I'm just in, in general, given, being given commands by a dominant man, especially one who I look up to and respect, and even mm-hmm. more so one who I love, I, I hate to say it, but I could probably do just about anything for him, and get off on doing it. Mm-hmm. I love doing it. Oh, I get and, it. <laughs> and I just, I love that. And I, I don't mean just as fantasy, but right. I mean, in reality, I can see mm-hmm. myself. I mean, just just because of how horny it makes me. <laughs> um, and also, yeah. I, I'm getting horny listening to this. I know. <laughs> so apparently it works for more than just you. <laughs> So one last question, if you don't mind. Okay. Um, ten years from now, where do you see yourself? Or do you? Or do you even visualize that? Are you more of a in-the-moment, let-me-get-through-to-this-weekend person? Um, I, I don't really see myself anywhere in particular ten years from now. I know where I'd like to be is in a long-term committed relationship with a, a, um, in a non-vanilla relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a dominant man. Um, what that specifically will look like, I don't try to put much thought into because, um, you know, I'm, I'm still new mm-hmm. and figuring myself out, and um, I. I'm, tr- I'm trying to, to soak up what I'm going doing now. I, I, I see myself still going to events and still active in the, the larger BDSM community. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and hopefully with that right man, and if he's just a dominant or a master or an owner or whatever it is, if it works, it's cool. And I want something that's going to make me happy. 
Fantastic. Don't awesome. we all? Yes, indeed. And Knees. him happy. And him happy. <laughs> of course. Needs to be punished. Thanks for being on the podcast today. And uh, thanks for uh, coming up to the room and agreeing to an interview. Even though now that you've said you're a sex slave, I think this could have gone a completely different direction. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Black Rose. Black Rose is a not-for-profit organization which provides a forum for many different expressions of power in love and play, including... 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 Yes, like dominance and submission. Say uh, dominance dom- and submission. Bondage and discipline. <laughs> Sadism and masochism. Fetishism. Cross-dressing. Or just to name a few. Find out more at blackrose at www.br.org. Want to have your product, event, charity, or service as the first thing listeners hear about on our podcast? (laughs) Make a $10 donation to the podcast for a 10-second front bump on our show that reaches listeners from around the world. What What a bargain! bargain. (laughs) Contact us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan.